Sidebar every Monday to Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Sidebar Cindy with me, Cindy, so you find sale Afropolitans. I was fetching my guest for tonight's show. Welcome, Rami Chwene. I am so happy. We'll just jump right into it. I am so happy that you are here. I'm happy that um, you came into studio. I must say, it's, 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 it's not often that we get um, studio, studio guests, so this is very special. So thank you so much. Afropolitans, Urami Chwene is on the show tonight, and she'll be sharing um, you know, what she's been up to. We all love her. She's a much-beloved actress, businesswoman, and we'll be finding out what Urami has been doing in 2020 and, of course, in 2021. Because a conversation a day is exactly what the doctor ordered. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. You're listening to Kaya FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. Afropolitan, it is a Wednesday evening and every Wednesday we profile someone special and tonight is no different. We have um, actress, businesswoman Urami Chwene in studio and she's here to share um, you know what what she's been up to in the last in the last year or so. Um, if you've missed any of our shows, don't forget that you can go to our website kayafm.co.za and you can um, catch our podcasts on FM Rewind. And if you want to listen to the show, you can listen on DSTV on channel eight six one. You can also download our Kaya FM app and catch the show there. Rami, welcome to Sidebar Cindy. Great to see you. I haven't seen you in about two years. I think I last saw you two years ago. Yes, um, because so, yeah, so we re- we recorded something together, and that's the last time I saw you. But um, you know. Social media, I follow you every day. I know what you've been up to, and um, it's it's great, it's great. And I, I'll, I'm looking forward to asking you a few questions about mothering because, oh, Rami, my daughter turned twelve, oh, and I'm wow. going through the most. <laughs> and, and you know, you're on, you're open, and you're honest about everything. So yeah. I just need some tips on how to bring up a teen, tween, teen. It's a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. It's 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 it's, it's a it's a pay as you go kind of a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> There's no manual. There is no the, manual. The, it's kind of like a couple of guides because um, I was just thinking um, yesterday um, just how when I went to boarding school, I went to boarding school when I was 10. That is so young. That is very, very young. And um, and I remember how excited I was. Like, you know what? Even when my, my parents left, it was that thing. Bye! Like, I didn't even look back. And, and yesterday I took my 14-year-old, well, she's turning 14, to boarding school and the way she was so excited and i couldn't blame her excitement because i was like mm, that was me i remember that was me 56 years ago uh waving at my parents with my ba- you know i'm 10 years old i know i know and how was that whole experience i mean like who was who was washing your clothes how, we, we did we washed our own clothes i mean <laughs> yeah it was it was it was quite a life and um it was one of the best decisions for me i really really enjoyed boarding school like mm. i did like even when i mean the food was not that great boarding school, <laughs> i was also in boarding school the food is never great 
It is never great. You know, when baked beans are your friend and peanut butter, you know, there's like late tea that was like kind of left over in the afternoon, all those kind of things. But I would never trade that experience for anything. And how long were you in boarding school? I was there for seven years. Mm. Yeah. And well, take us back to your childhood. I mean, where were you born? Where did you grow up? I was born in Sishiro. That's where I grew up. And eventually my family moved to Lubuahomo. And, um, and yeah, and, and after that, then I went to boarding school. And then after boarding school, I came to Joburg. And here we are. And in Joburg. Like, I literally left home when I was 10. In, in, to you put did. it, to you, put you it did. in a, in a very did. basic way. And what attracted you to Johannesburg? What, what were you coming here for? I don't know. I've always known that I'm going to live in Joburg. I wanted to be a star. That's all I I was like, I'm going to be a star. I want people to be able to say my name as quick as they say Coca-Cola or Michael Jackson. I mean, that's name, Michael thing. Jackson. Coca-Cola. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, we are not there yet, hopefully. But it was just that thing. I mean, obviously, when you're a child, you, you dream even bigger. Mm-hmm. I think it's when you start adulting, you realize, that, okay, that was a bit of a reach. That was a bit of a stretch. But you kind of fall towards where you were going, you know. Uh, but yeah, I had big dreams. I knew when I was nine, I was like, I'm going to be a superstar. You guys in class. So school when, when you, yeah. school when you, no one is surprised. No, absolutely. That this is how your life no, has turned out. No, I was a superstar at school already. They knew, when they, they got 100, 100% for meds, I was like, it's okay. Bring your meds. You'll be working for me when I'm on TV. <laughs> and, you know, I used to do those things. And my friends, they were going to study law. Others were going to be uh, partners in big law firms. Others wanted to be doctors. Like, when I'm sick, I'll come to your surgery. Okay. And then when, I, when I'm in trouble, I'll call you. And you lot, you'll see me on TV. Oh, well, me. then then it just sound, it sounded like a big fat joke then. And yeah, and here we are. And then you got to Johannesburg. Um, you know, where was the first stop? I mean, you you hear, um, you you have this dream. You are going to be on TV no matter what. Yeah. Where did you start? Well, for okay, TV came a bit later. But I had I had my, my you know how parents say, oh yeah, if you want to get into this TV thing, you must find something to fall back on. Oh, I hate that phrase. People mustn't use I that know. phrase on their kids. That's a, that's um, how that's how our kids were brought up, and I'm glad that we are going to be different in that regard. Yes, because kids can do whatever yes, they want. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely, and um, and uh. In fact, my first my first visit to Joburg, it was around that time when I was ten. Because then our school brought us to Joburg, on and a trip. I remember, yeah, on a trip, and we we're also going to go to theatre. We were going to go to the Alamba Theatre, a, a theatre. It was in um, just behind Bramfontein, yes. um, Fontaine line yes. there, and um, and it was such a beautiful. And, and I remember we went to watch Nonsense, and um, and. When we when we walked in and we saw that production, it felt like I was like the show was perfect. The only thing that was missing on the show was me. <laughs> kind of a fact. So that 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 was yes yes. And and I told my friends I was like I'm going to come back here. Then um, much later, I think it was in 1980, 1989, they brought our drama group to the market theater. And I remember we did the, the tour of the market theater and Mam oh, Nandinyembe was the so one who was showing special. us around. It's the most special thing and they yeah. tell you the history of the market. There's water underneath. There's a railway behind us, blah, blah, blah. And they tell us the history of why the theaters are named the way they were named. And I was just looking at, at, at Mam Nandinyembe going like, 
she speaks so well. Aww. She is just so entertaining. And she was so confident. And I remember she asked, it's like, okay, any of you want to do anything to do with theater? And, and I was the only one who raised my hand. And then she's like, you, what is your name? I said, Rami Chweni. It's like, oh, okay. My papa tell him, I'll clap hands for her. She's going to be a star. Aww, and the rest Rami. of the class clapped their hands. And they were laughing at me. Like, we knew you were going to say something. But I was like, I thought you guys were going to say the same thing. We are all drama students, you know, from school. But it was amazing. I mean, I was just like, my eyes were wide open. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe I was at the market. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe I was looking at kippies. There was, I was in Joburg. Mm. And I told my friends that, you know what? I'm going to come. And the next time I come back to the market theater, I will not come back as a guest or a tourist or whatever you want to call it, a road trip, school trip kind of a thing. What I'm going to do, I'm going to be on stage. And true to my word, oh yes, it was in 1987. And true to my word, uh, 1990, no, 88. So 1988, I did a show at the market. Wow. Right. And can I tell you the funniest thing? That memory came back while I was on stage. The and I was almost, yo, I was almost bawling. Thankfully, after after a song or so, there was a bit of a break. And the girl I was singing with, she was like, are you okay? I was like, it's a long story. I'll explain later. Because it was in the middle of the show. But yes, I came back. And your first impressions of Joburg, I mean, where, where did you live? Where, 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 who did you live with? Where did you live? Well, I, I lived in Deep Loof with my aunt. And I lived in Yeovil with, with Lucia. Oh, oh, ah, that life of going to... To, 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 to Hillbro, going to Tando, going to, oh, to Times Square, going to all, like just strip, that whole strip and just meeting people. What I loved and enjoyed about Hillbro and Newville life was that we didn't, nobody knew anyone, but we all behaved like we knew everybody. Like you would walk in and they'll be like, Hey, weren't you the one who was here the other day? And it was like, yeah, and the waiters, they kind of know your name. And you start feeling all important. There was just like a vibe, a community. And what I liked about about Yeovil and and, and, and Hillbrook at that time was that a lot of people who were waiters and waitresses Mm. were people who also came in to find fame, to find stardom. So we all share the same dream. And, you know, ah, man. I know. And, and, and the you size of Soweto, I mean, I don't stop oh, no, no, I'm, I'm, This is why I'm so happy that it's you. <laughs> so when you compare the size of Sichejo and, and Soweto and Joburg, like, weren't you ever overwhelmed, Rami? I mean, I mean, when I moved, I, I was in Pretoria for 10 years. No. Moved to Joburg and I was like, oh my gosh. You no. know, took me a while. No, not even. I was so excited when I came to live with my aunt that I got on a taxi um, to, to town and... I didn't get off until the very last stop because I was trying to memorize the streets. Like my first two days of so this journey. Okay, this is Simmons. So we, this is yeah. This we is went down. Pritchard, yeah, this is what this. Yeah, president, Pritchard, president, and then you, and then it goes up. Then you start counting receipt and all the way to end. That's where and, I and, was. There, and there is an end street. Yes, that's yes. junction. End street. Exactly. There by Natal Street. Hey, when I, the, I, I, I memorized it. I memorized Jobek. That's how much in love with Jobek I was. And you didn't have any warnings. You know, I tell you, hey, Jobek, Ubenza, so so so. No one warned you about how bad the Jobek no, people No, no, they, they did. I knew that, but I was too excited to even get worried about those kind of things. I think at that time I was so poor and so unbothered. I was like, well, what's the least they can take from me? My shoes, most probably. But other than that, I've got absolutely nothing to offer. 
Amazing, yeah. amazing. Afropolitans 086-00-0959 is the number to call if you'd like to ask Urami a question or comment about all the work that she's done. And the hashtags on, sidebar, um, on, on social media are sidebar Cindy and Kai from Talk. There's been so much on social media. People love you, Rami. People love the work that you do. And, you know, people are so excited to be tuning in and just hearing your story. Because the one thing that I really admire about you is that you're not, you're not shy to just be who you are yeah. in a world that is so fickle and everyone's trying to be who they're not and and always trying to put their best foot forward you're one of the few people that just this is who i am take it or leave this is the cake i'm yeah. serving you're either gonna have a slice of it or you're going to move on yeah. and where did that come from uh, i think i think i get that maybe from my mom my mom is a very confident girl you know mm. i think my mom my mom should have been the superstar it's just that you know back in the day when they grew up i mean she was a teacher mm. and um and i think had she been um given a choice or something like that and the the opportunity kind of presented itself no i think you would be sitting with my mother more than sitting with me because, that is so true I think yeah so one thing we take for granted about um um apartheid and and colonialism yeah. and how um, you know, black people could only do certain things. There are so many nurses and teachers mm-hmm. um, and police and um, police um, men and women who had other dreams. Yeah, but the system forced them in a certain direction. Yes, absolutely, um, and, so and it's tragic. Yeah, it really is tragic. It is, man, and and which is why I admired. Remember that uh, that um, Magogo who did that song, oh. the, and then she passed on. Mm. Yeah, I, and I mean that was. I also felt like, yes, for us, she might have passed on too quickly, but I think she probably left fulfilled that she did something that she really, really had wanted to do, yeah. you know? And and for that, I was just so happy for her. And I was like, you know, I, I just think God was just gracious enough and merciful enough to just let her have just a glimpse and a, and a kiss of her dream. Mm. Even if it's just for a few months, it's yeah. okay. And I'm glad she did that. I am so glad. 086-00-00959 is the number to call. Rami Twene is in studio and she's on site by Cindy. So Rami, um, I think two weeks ago, I, I had um, I had Judith Supuma on the show. Oh gosh. And yes. she told a story. No. <laughs> she told a story. And she told us that she um, sang with Uprinda Fasi. Yes, she did. Right? <laughs> and she, there she's on stage and she hears this voice calling her by her nickname that yes. only yes. one person could have known. Rami, please tell us your version of that story. I, it was such a beautiful story. What it happened is. on that day? What happened? Is, is, you know, um, Judith has always been singing, like since we've known each other. Okay, we, we're sisters, we're cousins, but all my life. I, I think Are she, you guys the same age? No, no. Um, she's kind of how old is this one? She's two, two years, one year, two years, two years, two years older than me. Oh, so you're nearly the same age. Yeah, so we're kind of the same age. And all she ever wanted to do, all she ever wanted to do was, was to sing. I think she sang more than she spoke. Mm-hmm. And I've always known that she was going to be a superstar. Always, always, always. we always known that. This one, people are going to hear her voice. Mm-hmm. So obviously, our biggest idol is... Brenda Fass. Brenda Fass. Yes. Oh, and Rebecca Malope, by the mm, way. Of course. <laughs> I don't know if she told you about Rebecca as well. We used to write those lyrics down and sing them word for word. So the next thing, here's Brenda Fassi coming to perform at the Cheney Resort in, in, in Limpopo. And, and she's just been following, literally nagging, trying to get onto, to, to, for Brenda to notice her. And 
and it happened that one day uh, when when brenda was doing the show one of the singers i don't know whether she went a wall or the voice finished but something happened that the way one singer shot she didn't even have an outfit Mugel. but guess what she got on that stage and when brenda first was like do you know my songs she sang brenda was inside the kumbi and judith stood by the window of the kumbi and started singing for her and you know how brenda how she she said yeah fine you're getting on stage and then there she is getting some little outfit thrown together together just so that she can be on stage and we are waiting for brenda to come on stage then the backing vocalists come on stage and there's judith oh my god i screamed my lungs out i was crying i kept on going la la <laughs> that's the nickname la, la, la. and i was waving at that point can I tell you, I love Brenda Farsi. At that point, Brenda did not exist. Bobona, okay. I saw Judith doing that one thing. That one thing that she woke up each and every day Aww. to do. Brenda completely, like I even forgot. Yes, people were screaming and singing along to Brenda and I kept on going, la, la, and she did was me. <laughs> I mean, oh that is God. so you. That is so you. And what that is a so beautiful, special. beautiful, like, it's one of my best memories. Yeah. Like, for me, after seeing her there with Brenda, and I even forgot what Brenda was wearing. Oh, I know what she was wearing, but I remember more what Judith was wearing. Like, Brenda did not matter at that moment. The only thing that mattered at that time was Judith. That there was a mic in front of her, and there were hundreds and thousands of people were, uh, watching her singing along to what she was singing so eventually when she released her album I was like, ah, pff, please come on i mean we've been it doing a, that it was a bad time we've been doing that oh eight six double zero double zero nine five nine we have olga on the line olga welcome to sidebound cindy and what do you have to say to urami Twin? good evening lovely ladies how are you this evening hello good, olga good thanks i'm fine thanks hello hello okay, <laughs> okay my question to you is how do you how do you draw your strength, or where rather do you draw your strength, especially in this pandemic? Because I know it's pretty hard for artists at the moment. So what is it that, what's that one thing that is keeping you going as Uran uh, in order for you to be motivated, to be able to um, keep yourself, like uh, be the Rani that was prior to the pandemic, yeah. and just not to lose yourself, because I know it's very hard for artists at the moment. It is. It's so difficult for artists right now, and it's just one of those things that, you know, when you actually think deeply about it, it will seriously, seriously upset you. But I think uh, one of the things that has made me very strong, very positive, is just the love and the support of family and the love and the support of friends and just being able to wake up. I'm a very person, I'm, I'm a person who has a lot of faith. And and when I talk about faith, and and people sometimes, I always have to explain this, Cindy, to say, when we talk about faith, we don't talk about Christian faith. Yes. The same way that you knew yesterday that I was going to be on the show. Yes. That is faith. And I'm here now. This is faith manifesting what you had you know it's now faith showing so sometimes it's knowing that even with the pandemic i see us going past it through it mm. and over it and wow. and and we, we're gonna have to take it one day at a time so every day when i wake up and i'm alive and trust me it's not always like yay i'm alive that is like oh gosh i can't believe it we are here again but just for the mere fact that i am breathing at that time it means there's hope to do something new yeah 
there is um, an opportunity to discover something amazing mm. or do something amazing. So it's those kind of things. It's like, okay, why am I still here? Clearly there's something that I could have done or there's something that I can do. And sometimes it doesn't have to be an amazing discovery, mm. like, like, like a eureka moment. But it's just the fact that, okay, if I'm, 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 I'm trusted with today, mm. clearly... I might, as, I might as well just breathe through the day. You can even just breathe. And get on with and it. And just get on with it. You know, oh, and wow. I think that's what works. You just need to be to 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 be positive even when you're negative. And it's not motivational speaking, turn to your neighbor, clap your hands and say you can do it. No. It is not that. It is just the mere fact of knowing as long as there is breath in me. The oh. power of having breath, that that's what kind of sets the mood to the kind of day or the kind of week, the kind of month and the kind of year that you will have. Each day when you say, ah, I'll, I'll probably see my dad next week, I'll probably see this one and I'll do this the following day. You're already setting faith in motion. Mm. That's, that's profound. You know, that's you're wow, setting faith in so motion. Wow. It's little things. On the phone, you know what? Uh, I can't talk now. Can I call you in 10 minutes? You know, 10 minutes is a, is a long time yeah. for someone who's on life support. And yeah. you saying, I'm going to call you back in 10 minutes? That's faith. And you're pushing it. That's profound. Thank you so much, yeah. Olga. And well, thank we'll, you, ladies. We'll thank take you. a break. And when I come back from the break, Rami, I, I, I want to talk about, um, you know, the entertainment industry and, and just, you know, the finances around it. I mean, because I'm now, you know, some, somewhat in the entertainment industry and I've learned so much. I mean, I have a day job. I'm a medical doctor. But the finances around this kind of work are completely different from having a steady income yeah. on the other side. And we'll yeah. talk about that when I come back. All right. Sidebar every Monday to Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Welcome back to Sidebar Cindy with me, Cindy Sio Fansale. As I continue my conversation with Rami Chwene, actress, businesswoman, and all-round nice person. We, we, we love Rami. <laughs> so, Rami, you know, before the break, um, I, you know, I, I was explaining to you, Guti, um, never have I been so sensitive and so aware of the financial issues yeah. within the entertainment industry. I think lockdown really put them to the fore. And and for me, the fact that, you know, paychecks are not guaranteed. No, right? never. Right? You're on a contract, your contract could end in a week's time and that is it. That paycheck is done. Yes, right? yes. How do you guys survive? We don't. <laughs> we don't survive. It's, it's, we, and, you know, as, as artists uh, or creatives rather, because, you know, sometimes people think that the entertainment industry is so small. It's just, it comprises of actors, musicians, people that we see on TV, but there's a whole crowd of people who are like working in the background, cast a crew, for instance, people who are doing running productions and all of that. And, and yeah, and, and we simply do not cope. And, and 2020 has, has just worsened the situation. Mm. But all I can tell you is that with the way the artists and the creatives are, are, are treated or the way that they live in the country, it is, by the time COVID hit us, we were not surprised, if you know what I mean. We were literally stringing everything along all the time. Mm. So it was just like an extra dent. But it's not like we were caught off guard because... Our lives are always off guard. The same thing that you say that this week you have a paycheck, the next week it's gone. That is a pandemic in itself, you know. And what, what can we do to change this? Listen, I mean, a few days ago, I think uh, on Sunday, we had a meeting with uh, with Minister Natim Tetwa. And 
and you know multi we um is an, uh, yeah, it, there was a, yeah no no it was it was actually a panel discussion um that was um organized by freedom park and uh they got the minister to come along there was a panel of speakers and uh florence Masebe was facilitating and a lot of people obviously tuned in and they were all just talking in the first about their frustrations about the entertainment industry and 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 i think what has made me sad is the realization that every time we engage the the ministry you i always get the confirmation to just say and you know when this when they say someone is about to say when someone says in all due respect yeah. you must know there's gonna they're coming with a disrespectful line yeah but honestly all due respect with all due respect i always get back there and i ask myself what is the department doing and that's where it should start. Yes, they say, oh no, actors must, uh, entertainers must talk in one voice. We must unionize ourselves. Unionize ourselves so we can talk to who? Mm. Do you understand? So a lot of things are being left and, and, and not just people that we see. People, they think entertainment is people that we see face value because I'm on TV. People know me. There is behind the face that is Rami Chani. There's a, a million. Chain. It's a whole a chain. Whole Chain from makeup people. artists, from that, directors, that from cameramen, exactly. That completely chain. depend and contribute to the so-called powerhouse that someone is. And those people are completely disregarded. They are completely marginalized. They Nobody is willing to listen to them. We were talking about the money, the COVID relief money. Yes, apparently money came out. We told I, uh, no. I didn't, okay, I didn't even bother applying because in my head I was thinking, you know what? I think someone else deserves it more than I do. But even with that, even with that, people come in on a daily to say we have applied. And I was talking, I was telling the minister that, for instance, the criteria was wrong. You can't be asking for freelancers to give history of employment, bank statements, like the mm. Tax, tax returns. There was just like a lot, a whole lot of hogwash that for me, it came across as a proper stop nonsense so that people can just give up mm. on, 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 on trying to even apply for funds in the first place. There's so much work to be done. There is so and much I, and I think, work to be yeah, done. And I think COVID-19 has, 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 it has, has, exposed, has exposed, exposed completely so many exposed. sectors. Yo, but there's a lot wow. of work to be done. Yo, like when we when it comes to to the Department of Arts and Culture, I I, I forget that I'm a good person. Like let's not even like <laughs> really. No, you don't. Yo, Cindy, it makes me so angry. Yeah. It is so so frustrating. And let me tell you, even though there is a whole lot of work to be done, there is basic ways of doing this. Firstly, can we get people who know what they are doing? Hey, now I can diagnose you. Mm. I mean, I failed meds. Hello, <laughs> I did. I also failed meds. I did. I did commercial meds. Commercial meds is literally like a med, like meds lit. Mm. You know, when they say if there's three apples in a basket and John is one, <laughs> how many apples are left? No, but I that, hear you. Yeah, that is me. Mm. Okay, but I also know that when it comes to arts, I wouldn't expect you to know as much as I do, exactly, because that's my level of expertise. And sometimes we need to 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 over to 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 what is the word to not overlook the fact not overlook the fact that people are just in entertainment just because i say a few lines it doesn't mean i'm an idiot yeah i know so much about the industry yeah. and 
and not just the industry as art, but the, the logistics, what goes behind it, what's supposed to go behind it. Yeah. I know all those things that, okay, in terms of entertainment, these are some of the things that we need to get the ball rolling. Basic, basic stuff. Why don't you have a normal national database of artists and creatives in the country? When you look for me, you have to call my, art, my, my agent or my manager. Mm. We need a basic database. If the, uh, the teachers union, they're in the union and there was another one and all of that. But those people that somehow, you know, they somehow been, they, they can talk to the, to the department and they so can... We, we they need can to start. take the entertainment industry much more seriously. We need to take saying. the... And also, I do not appreciate that when it comes to arts and culture, they go like, mm, they, choose, they choose all people who are like capable in their fields, who know what they're doing. Dr. Zorim Kiz is in health, for instance. And then after that, they're like, ah, ish. Ah, I'm, I'm glad you said it. I'm glad ah, you said it. Maramza, you, 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 ish. Where can we throw you? Mm. Ah, but I, we, we know you can kind of, ne? Mm-hmm. And then they throw people like that in the, entertain, uh, in the arts and culture. No, arts and, arts and culture is big. When you say culture, we're talking about, do you know how many cultures we have in South Africa? Mm. Just in South Africa. We've never explored that. We've never expanded on that. We've never looked into that. Artists must come together. Are you telling me about an artist who lives in Lewahomu who didn't get an opportunity like me to come and work in Joburg? The people who are like at, in Pumalanga, they don't get opportunities like we get in oh, Joburg. Everyone has to travel to Joburg to try and, to come and try and crack it. I know there's Limpopo TV and they're trying their best, yeah. you know, all of that. But I don't understand why each and every province doesn't have a, a TV channel infrastructure of some sort. And that is not started by people. That is started by government itself. Mm. Well, I appreciate your honesty about this because it really is an important topic. Something that, as I said, during COVID-19, um, I, I, I've been horrified by what's been going on. I am so unhappy. I'm just, yo, I get so upset. It's like, yo. So your first big break on, on, on TV, what show was it? On TV? I think I think I I would have to say it was it was backstage mm-hmm. because that was the one where I was there the longest. It was definitely backstage, but I had done a few bit parts here and there. And there was a time where I thought, okay, I need to tell this story in a minute, in like in less than a minute. Okay, my first acting gig, guys, my first acting gig, I was hired as an extra. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I was with. Um, an agency called Capital Casting. I remember Carol Bauer was there. Shadrach was there as well. There were like a couple of us. So it was a very good agency. And then next thing, they're, they're, they're doing a show called Reflections of Guild. Carol, Carol Fassi was in it. And um, Glenn, Glenn Gabela. I think that was his surname. Glenn was in it as well. I was so excited. I had shot natural hair. And they said, tomorrow you must come. You're going to be there. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, fine. I'm going to be on TV. That day, I didn't go to school. Can I just tell you? I went and sat on a crate on Elof Street and had my braids done. I did singles. So I didn't even know that. When you get casted with you your must chiscope, go with your you must go hair. the same way oh that you got casted. Gosh, so I get there. I'm flipping <laughs> no, my hair singles. back and forth. Flipping my hair back and forth. Looking all fly, okay? And then I'm ready. And I can see my, okay, fine. Hey, then there's all these stars. I see them. They go and have their breakfast. And I'm waiting and thinking, okay, why are those people eating by themselves? Like, guys, I'm here. Hello. When do I get to eat? <laughs> and, and, then, and then, you know, eventually we get to eat. Okay. Then the, and then work starts. Scene one, scene two, scene three. And I'm like, okay, when do we, 
some of us that are sitting here, when do we get to do what we're supposed to do? Pella, get, I got my head dead. Okay, also, first, the producer couldn't, um, the uh, AD couldn't recognize me because I didn't look like the person I was. Who are you? Hey, what do you mean who I am? I'm the one who was here yesterday. You, you yes, I, I, I only had short hair yesterday. So, but now it got braids because I'm going to be on TV. And they're like, no, you know, throws a fit. You are not supposed to change how you look. Already, Jay, we started on a very bad food because he just did not appreciate that. I had sat down for seven hours with four different people pulling my head <laughs> all directions so that I can look good for this thing. And I paid money. That would have been my pocket money for the whole month just to get my hair done. Okay. That was the first disrespectful thing. Then next thing, then eventually they call us on set. Okay, you guys sit here. Okay, we're going to put food here. Please do not eat the food. Don't eat the food. I'm like, what kind of acting is this? Where we are not supposed to eat food. What am I going to do? Mime. Guess what? Yes, you're going to mime. And don't talk because it's not your scene. You just sit here. And I remember they partnered, they partnered me with some guy. And I looked at him and was like, this guy's not talented. And now they want me to sit with him. <laughs> you know? Why am I sitting with this untalented guy? Anyway, we shoot and I realize, okay, first scene, we didn't say anything. Okay. And then they're like, okay, you must, then you stand up and then you pass like you're going to the bathroom. I'm like, okay, absolutely. I'm going to walk that. Then I do it. They're like, brilliant. Okay. Now you guys must go change for the next one. Okay. We change for the next one. We shoot, we shoot. It's starting to get late. My aunt thinks, I mean, it's it's like, Seven o'clock in the evening, I come home by six o'clock. I'm there. I'm cooking. I've done all of that. Anyway, I don't come. I, I don't come. Then at the end of the day, when we finish working, the AD say, okay, guys, uh, since we didn't finish shooting, you guys must come back tomorrow. Same clothes, same everything. And I was like, excuse me. Oh, what are we coming for tomorrow? No, you'll be doing it. Get away. But I came today. I didn't even get to say anything. Nobody gave me a script. Nobody briefed me absolutely nothing happened they're like yes but because you're you're doing extra work you're not supposed to do anything you're in the background how do you waste my time like that how how do you waste my time like that and i said to the ad i'm not coming tomorrow he says you don't have a choice you're in continuity i was like no i am not coming he throws his toys have he has this fit mother of a fit and tell me you're not gonna be do anything and be anything with this attitude and every people start i was like no 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 i i know people started at the bottom this was not the bottom i was supposed to start at <laughs> i am not coming tomorrow he threw a fit yes needless to say i never i've never become an extra again but you know what I mean? and, and the that was my one and, and, and only and extra and job i'm glad you shared that because this is what happens behind the scenes i mean being on set afropolitans is fascinating because what you the end product and what you go through mm. on set, it's it's a different world. Altogether. It is fascinating. There's yeah. so many moving parts. And at the end of it all, it just comes together so beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. But there's so much work that goes into yeah, it. Yeah, because it's so 24 much. minutes, but it takes the whole day. It takes 12 yeah. hours to put that 24 minutes together. Well, are you a morning yeah. person, Rami? I mean, if you have to be on set at 4 o'clock in the morning, how yeah, easy absolutely. is it for you? Oh, so no. you're, you're a morning I'll, person. I'm a morning person, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you're the one that gets there, you're bubbly. Everything, yeah. Everything is yeah. great. From the beginning, yeah. So I love that. I love, I love waking up in the morning and doing things. But yes, and then in the, I hate lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Lunchtime, that's when the energy drops. Now there's a bit eaten, of a slump. You've eaten stamba, and now all of a sudden you realize, I don't have a flat tummy like the one I had at six o'clock. <laughs> now you must pinzarize our person learning, and then the thing still shows. And you just breathe and go like, you know what, whatever it is, it is what it is. Let's just act. And, and Rami Twini, the most 
and the, the set that you you feel you had the most fun would which which set was that Woo! Wow! Wow! wow. I mean, wow. we all we. I mean, we all like the people. most fun. I. I. Uh, no, no. Wait. In terms of work, yeah, or work generally. Just, just, just generally, just getting there, and just you just knew to get there, and I'm just going to have a good time, no matter what. You know what? The queen was quite fun. Mm-hmm. I, I. I don't want to lie to you. I had so much fun working there, especially with the people, the cast, the crew. Everyone was just like amazing, and I enjoyed backstage because what I liked about backstage is it's like we were literally artists acting as artists because mm-hmm. backstage was all about art school. So even when we're not doing anything, we're either singing, dancing, running lines, doing scenarios. That was fun. And I enjoyed Scandal. How do I, how do you know that I enjoyed Scandal? My best friends are still are the ones who went Scandal. Zoe's brother, Renata Stierman, that's where we met officially, me and Renata. Yeah. And we talk almost every day. Okay, we talked even today. Like, we became so tight. And it was just because of the atmosphere that we had uh, uh, in uh, at Scandal. But I also think it goes also the kind of setup that you have. I mean, mm-hmm. I also enjoyed the Republic. I wasn't there. I was just there for a couple of calls. Yeah. But it was such a beautiful uh, environment to work in. But but back to Scandal, I also think it depends on who runs the show at the time. Because uh, when I was in, uh, on Scandal the first time, it was Clive Morris production. But I also realized that we have the same fun now when I'm on Isono. And then I also goes like, you know what? It also depends on how you get treated, how you get, you know, it's, it's a lot of things. But yeah, it's easy for me to, to make friends, have connections and, 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 and build a life and just have good stories to tell about people. And then mentoring young people on set, um, is it something that you best. do? It's the best. It's like mm-hmm. my passion. Like my passion, I love it. I love it. I love it. So you call it. someone aside and just say, "Listen, maybe this you do this scene like this or whatever." What? No, not even. I mm-hmm. mean, there are those people that I know that if I were to tell them about their acting, they wouldn't be offended. But other people, they do get offended. They're like, "Excuse me, can you focus on your lines, my goggle, and leave me alone with my two lines?" No, they do because people, you know. Can I tell you, being an artist, whether is 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 acting, singing painting fine art people artists they don't because they put their hearts out there it's like they're literally being naked and now here's someone who doesn't understand the background of their nakedness and then they're trying to kind of correct it so it depends it also depends on the approach it's it's how you approach someone you can't just say you see that scene don't do it like this so do you take correction yeah Absolutely, I would never grow if I didn't take correction. Mm. I would never grow, and 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 sometimes correction can be for me or against me, mm-hmm. and it is also up to me to to take it or not take it. Mm. But you must always be willing to listen, you know, because sometimes listening adds too much. To, it adds a lot towards someone's growth in general. So it's okay. But I love. So there are other people that literally just come to me without me offering. And there's just, okay, we know you've been doing this for so long, blah, blah, blah. What do you think? And then, you know, we, we, it's, then it's, it's okay for me to, to be open mm-hmm. and be frank, but also be sensitive to their feelings. You know, you can't just go like, you see that you did? Uh-uh. It's not the one, girl. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You must work on your accent. Ne? That, 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 yeah, that English of yours is not the one. No, mm-hmm. you, you don't do that. There's a way it's like, okay, have you, have you, one of my favorite um, advice is telling artists, uh, or especially actors, is say, if they ask me, I'm like, okay, fine, you know your lines, right? Yes, I know my lines. Now, that line, say it in seven different ways. And out of the seven different ways, you're going to find the most comfortable. Then they don't think about it in a narrow minded way. Mm-hmm. They start opening their mind to say, like, hey, listen. Um, in fact, there's another way of saying this. Mm. And I always say to them, like, actors, we can all get one line, 
but because of the characters that we play, I can, Gracious will say the line in, in a particular way. Yeah. Komojo will say it in a particular way. Pearl would have said it in a different way. Yeah. And um, whatever other characters I've played, mm. but they are not the same. And that's what works. That's amazing. That's beautiful, Rami. When we come back, I want to focus on a bit on motherhood. I mean, with the busyness that you have, you know, the, where do you find the time to still focus on family and, of course, you know, be bringing up your children? But we'll, yeah. we'll touch on cool. that when we come back right. after this. Because a conversation a day is exactly what the doctor ordered. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Welcome back to the last part of Sidebar with Cindy with me, Cindy. See, we find sale on Kaya FM 95.9. Rami Chwene is in studio and it's always great for to have a guest in studio because, you know, COVID has hit and most interviews are telephonic so it's always special to have someone in studio and Rami made sure that she was here and I really yeah. appreciate it um, Rami so you know before the break I had said Uguti, I'd want, I wanted to focus on on how you juggle you know motherhood and and and, and your busy life um, how has that been yo you know motherhood is first it's, it's, it's quite interesting okay I enjoy it I enjoy motherhood a lot, a lot, and I think what has made it easier for me is is my family. I, 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 I'm from a very big family. I've got five siblings, so the six of us. And and what number? What number are you? I'm number two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's three girls and three boys. But uh, I mean, with my first two girls, I mean, it, I was I was a teenage mom, you know, nineteen and twenty mm-hmm. and twenty one. Mm-hmm. So we basically raised the kids together. You know, my younger sister, my my older sister, even my brothers, you know, they, they pitched in and my mother, obviously, and my dad. And um, thankfully, because we are such a tight family, it was easy for me to at times even leave my kids with any of them mm-hmm. and go work and do other things and focus on my career. But but also that has taught that has taught me to be able to be. Um, an open-minded person. I think also when when you grow up, because based on how we grew up, nah, uh, we 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 grew up from we come from we are church-based people. You know, my parents are pastors, so um, I didn't enjoy church. I mean, I, I I loved it, but I didn't enjoy it, and it has so many restrictions. And I also felt like some of the things that kind of govern us as a people. Um, especially from a religious point of view, a, religi- mm-hmm. a religion point of view, kind of um, put so much limit to what a person can actually become. It, it puts so many um, re- reservations and it puts so many limitations. And, and that's, that's what I didn't want for my kids. I want mm-hmm. my kids, I've always wanted my kids to be free thinkers. And okay, they're like ridiculously hardcore free thinkers and they're not afraid <laughs> to tell you what they think but which is something that i admire so i've raised very strong strong girls i mean i was saying that butzelo you know butzelo went went to boarding school yesterday she, she was so excited and she went and she cut her hair off she shaved her hair off because mm. also you know being a ballerina without hair it's just gonna be looking Beautiful. so good you know she's addicted to Toriso, for instance she loves Toriso Mahonga she always oh can I can I please see your friend and I don't I, I, and I'm scared to tell her that Toriso is actually not my friend Toriso is Tula's friend and I just happen <laughs> to be Tula's friend 
but we follow we follow Toriso everywhere. And I wanted to say because I saw that Toriso was begging the country to say, Toriso, please come and meet my child before you go. I was like, Oh my gosh, how do I start that conversation? Oh, she's completely in love. And she just loves the possibilities of just treading into those different places where black people were not necessarily yeah. given an opportunity to. But you know, being a mother is being able to acknowledge that as much as you're a mother, you're also still an individual and you're also raising individuals so who and that can is so think important, yeah. uh, for themselves. And, uh, you know, not I don't even say allow them because allowing is like you give them permission. You just let them be. You know, they must make their own decisions, make their own mistakes, learn from them, grow from them. You can all, you know, when, when you, <laughs> I always say from, from zero to seven, you're like a strict, you're like literally yeah. a mother. Seven to fourteen, you seven to to eighteen, you you kind of you are like a guardian, like a guardian in terms of legal. You know they can't sign stuff, they can't yeah. do things without you. And from eighteen onwards, when they are allowed now to can start drinking and do all those other things, I think that's when you realize that you now just become a a sounding board. Yeah. For them to come back to you, they say, I was thinking of doing this. What do you think? And you can't just, you, you, your answer can never be no. It's difficult. I mean, it's, I, yeah. I, I think of an incident recently. Unandi decided to cut her hair. Yeah. And I mean, my daughter has big, beautiful curly And you cried hair. because you were thinking, I kept plaiting right. my hair all my life. So, the, so I'm saying to her, so I said to her, I initially said you can't cut your hair. And she looked at me because I don't have hair. Yeah. So my daughter gave me this look as an, well, excuse, excuse me. me. <laughs> And so for two days, we had this back and forth. And eventually, I, I, you know, I agreed, okay, you can cut your hair. And I remembered, I mean, I've been thinking about that. I was telling auntie as well, mm-hmm. Uguti, when I was a child, my hairstyles were determined by my mother. Yeah. My mom told me what I may or may not do with my yeah. hair. Yeah. And that those days are past. Our kids can do what they want to do and we have yeah. to respect their autonomy exactly. and that's been the most challenging thing, thing for me as a as a mommy to a 12 yeah. year old who's going to be 13 this year um just respecting her space respecting her yeah. her decisions and letting her be it's it's really hard yeah. for me it's just a support group that's a shampoo so <laughs> I have your number. I will call you when I need help. But, you know, let's take a call. Let's take Ukumo. Ukumo, thank you for joining us on Sidebar, Cindy. And, and, you know, Rami's on air. What do you have to say to Urami? Hi, ladies. Um, hi, Dr. Cindy. Hi. And hi, hi Rami. Hi, Kumo. Rami, I just want to say, firstly, right, you are such a queen. I don't want to lie. You are so real. Thank You're you. amazing. You're so oh, gracious man. in the... In the not not in, the, in that other sense, but in the real sense of what gracious means as yeah. a word. Um, you're very grateful as well. But I've just got two questions for you, you know. Uh, and my first question is, what do you think is your power? And my second one to you is, at what point in your life did you feel that this is my turning point? Whether it was your career or being a mom okay. or in business. Okay, um, Okay, don't worry. Those are very easy questions. Believe it or not. Okay. Okay. My turning point when one of one of the best decisions I always tell people is that I got divorced. And mm-hmm. in fact, had I not been divorced, today would have been my twentieth anniversary. Imagine. I was like, who? Oh, yeah, because someone, yes. some store sent me sent me a message going happy twentieth anniversary. I was like, anniversary of what? <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, okay. Go on, Jay. Oh, go on, Jay. That's what we were talking about. But um and and it's and and I say that and sometimes people they think that I'm I'm being personal about it. It is not mm. about being divorced from a person or from a spouse, but it mm. is about 
the decisions that came with that. When I put my cards on the table, I realized that there's some things that I would want to do. There's a journey that I'm taking as a person. Mm. And some of the things are hindering me. Mm. And that being one of the biggest things. And I had to... I had to choose myself, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was one of the most well powerful for things this. for me to do. And where is my power? Um, I find power in in my, my, my level of faith. Um, my faith is like, I've got the craziest of faiths. You don't even want yeah. to get into that. <laughs> but more than anything uh, is the ability to surrender. I do mm. not force things. Uh, I, I don't force things. I think that things happen for a reason. Yeah. Could mm-hmm. I have changed it? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, then maybe that's how it was supposed to be. What is it that mm-hmm. I could have done to make it better? But also, mm-hmm. when you look at things, I, when I look at life, I don't look at only that something bad happened to me. It's like, okay, what yeah. have I learned from that experience so that it can turn into something beautiful, you know? And and mm-hmm. for me, that's that's where I draw my strength from. I honestly don't have time for negative energy and i don't say negative energy is not there it is there i see it i acknowledge it i acknowledge it but i just won't give it attention thank you so much for that thank you so much for your question thank you so much ladies thank Thank you i mean that's profound and i think choosing yourself is something that's really important i think when i counsel patients who are going through relationship issues i always say to them choose yourself yeah you have to choose yourself because if you don't and you and you persevere in a relationship that's not working you build up resentment and then there's negativity and it's it's you can't live like that especially not now in 2020 and 2021 where we're just trying to survive day to day you know we know that COVID is here we don't know how when it's going to end but we we need yeah. to just, you know, keep positive. Go with the flow, absolutely. We have Ulerato on the line. Lerato, welcome to the show. Um, and what do you have to say to Urami? Hello, Lerato. Hi. Hi. Good evening. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Um, well, thank you. I don't have any question or anything. I just wanted to come through and share some love as my name, you know, says Lerato. I just wanted Aww. to say... This is a beautiful uh, interview that I'm listening to. You are so funny. Apologies if you do write, and I don't know that, but I think... I do write. She does write, and we'll speak about that. Orami has written a book, and we'll talk about that. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for listening. Please, please, please continue the writing. You are very... You've got a good sense of humor. I would love... I would love to, you know, in some of your content. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Thank you for supporting also the queer community. Yay! Okay, you just don't see. I'm wearing my Tepo t-shirt. Beautiful shirt. We'll take my, a we'll take a, yes, we'll take a picture yes, after the yes, we'll sure my, my 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 beautiful flag on my okay, chest. Okay. Yes, no, yes. thank you so much. That's all <laughs> I wanted you. to continue. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lerato. So yeah, you you wrote a book, Rami. Tell yeah, us about and Khaja that's my niece, my first niece, and she thinks she's entitled to my life. Well, she is. She wants my T-shirt. No, Heja, no. So your book? My book. Which one? The first one or the second one? Tell, tell us about um, both of them. Well, my first one is, is a memoir. It's a short stories about my life and how I grew up, you know, with my family and how I came to Joburg. Basically, everything that we've spoken about yeah. is in my book. It's called We Kiss the Sun and Embrace the Moon. And my second book is fiction. I'm writing lies and lies and lies because lies sell. Okay, I'm kidding. But I just thought it would be because I think I'm also um, 
a, a, a good storyteller. You are. Definitely you know, being really elaborate and yeah. all of that. And I think we need a lot of African content uh, that, 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 that people relate to. And also, I just translated uh, Dr. Eskian Patel's book, uh, Father Come Home, into Sepedi. It's now called Tadeita Raye. And we are busy rehearsing the show at the Market Theatre. So the show will start, will kind of open from the 9th of Feb. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, but tickets are out there already. Um, so it was such a, tr- a, a thrill and a, a treat for me to be, you know, to be given such an amazing book because Professor Skiam Patel is such a giant amazing. and just being given an opportunity to translate his book into Sepedi. And now I can officially call myself an author, guys, because I have translated Dr. Skiam Patel's book. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, Rami. Thank That's you. amazing. And who are some of your closest friends? I mean, as we, close to, as we go towards the end of the show, some of your closest friends? Um, in my the friends, uh, my sisters. Uh, okay, in the, you said in the industry. Yeah, okay, in the, in the industry, my yeah. sister. Okay, my mother, and it's her birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, Matrini. Um, Renata, <laughs> Bonnie. Yo, the list is endless. Um, and we've got uh, Nana, this Claire. There is um, Tabi Somatape. And there is... Yo! And this is so long. This is so and, and, and when you're not, so and when you're not in set, when you're not yeah. writing, and you're of course I've all... got my beautiful people. I've got Dineo, I've got yeah. Louisa McDonald, I've got Mozart Ladies Dumo. You know, the, I you know we, I call them the, the little rebels because they're just so amazing. And of course, and my children are my bestest friends. Kifle and Tateng, they they help me raise with Celo shame and and half of the things I don't even know. I just buy stuff and I now I'm 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 home alone. Sometimes I have to ask Kana, how do we press this thing? Because <laughs> I just bought and left it and they're the ones who were doing it. And my daughter Kifule does her first anniversary on the first. Happy anniversary to Kifule in Africa. Uh yeah. They've made uh, they've made me such a proud mother and mother in law. I love them. Uh, they're so amazing. And Tateng, who's now an independent, and she has come to the realization that she cannot be drinking champagne, champopo when she feels like, and she cannot be buying Woody's food. Adulting is such a lot. Oh, I know. It's, it's I was just too like, much. Good luck. Bye. <laughs> kind of a vibe. And, and how do you relax? Um, you know, when you're not working, what do you do to to relax? If I manage to get some time to relax, I I, I try and sleep, but I hardly sleep. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I watch. Oh no, I'm addicted to K dramas. I'm trying to. Oh no, I'm also off. into K dramas now. I've, oh my I've, goodness! I've watched the more world than of the married. Have you watched I've, the world oh, of the married? I've watched all of, all of, all of. It's sure. yo, yeah, it's crazy. And um, and obviously, I love South African content. And yes, I think of others' different stories to write. And I just find life so interesting and intriguing. And um, and I, because I know you're gonna run out of time, but one of the things that I want to say and I want to ask everybody. I saw there was a big debate about rich Munich, rich Munich's Shibelani yesterday. Yes. Um, if anything, I would like to own as much of South African designers as possible yeah. content. I want my furniture to be to be local. I want my clothes. I mean, you we know, have to I be would, intentional yeah, about. This. You have to be intentional about it. You have to, it's a conscious decision. You know, I wear a lot of Tula. I wear yeah. a lot of Rubicon, Machere. You know, now I've started a relationship with Tebo. Yeah. I got my T-shirts. You know, Africa, your time is now. Maria McCloy. Ah, oh, the list is endless yeah. of all these people that are coming up. Kifilo, my daughter, has also started a new line that is coming out soon. I don't think I, I don't know if I was supposed I mean, to if you say can, that. If, if, if yeah. I can spend 40,000 rand on LV, then I can spend yeah. 40,000 rand on Rich Munisi. It's a and I love it when I open my closet, I see yeah. all these local names and yeah. all these next door no, surnames. We have to be intentional about this. We have to be intentional. But thank you yeah. so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure. Um, and thank you so much for just being so honest and open. As Just as I thought you were, going to be, you were amazing. So thank you so much, Rami. And um, I look forward to, to what you have lined up for us 
in theatre on the 9th of February. Yay! Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yay! Afropolitan, stay home, stay safe, and do stay tuned for Okaya Sitole standing in for Michael Mutuning. Bill coming up at 8 p.m. on the Law Report.